0: Hi, this is Harmony Hagedorn, host of the Angel and Harmony Show, and this is Our Future is Missing on Voiced America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old Damian Tinney, who went missing from Coleman, Alabama on September 1, 2012. He has hazel eyes, he's Caucasian, 5 feet 7 inches tall, 170 pounds, and is considered an endangered runaway. Damian may still be in the local area, or he may have traveled to Jefferson or Shelby, Alabama. If you know Damian Tinney's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Damien Tinney, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. You're listening to Voice America Kids, real kids, real talk radio. <laughs> Welcome to Alive and Green with your host, Mario Jr. Want to help save the planet and have fun while you do? Eco Mario will give you the green scoop and maybe
1: even tell a joke or two. Now, here's your host, Mario Jr. Welcome to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show. I am Mario Jr., a 14-year-old AB honor community and environmental activist, and our topic today is ocean publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling. Well, you know, I love to have fun, so in each broadcast I have the joke of the day, and I'll give you the great green tip of the day to help you on your green journey. So here's the little to the joke, and I know at the end of the show I'll give you that answer. So, alright, guys, here it is. The joke of the day. What? Full of holes, but still holds water. Now,
2: that's interesting. That's interesting. (laughs) You're right. That's interesting. That is
3: interesting.
1: All right, well, hopefully at the end of the show, we will all get the answer, but uh, we'll have a lots of fun. But today, EcoFans in the studio, I have the epic guest. He is an author a, for uh, com, He's a traditional publisher of nonfiction books about nature, marine life, environment, and conservation, and he is celebrating his 10th year in business this year, which is great. Please help me welcome Mr. Frank Gromley. How all are you right. doing? Uh-huh.
3: I'm just great. It's good to be here with you, Mario. That's
1: awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show today. It's an honor. Thank you. (laughs) Well, Mr. Frank, please introduce yourself and tell the Eco fans a little bit about yourself. And are you married and do you have children?
3: Well, uh, to begin with, I've uh, lived here in Flagler County since 1999, but I've been in Florida since 1967. Uh, have, uh, f- uh, I'm happily married. We have four adult children, and we have eight grandchildren. And uh, uh, the type of business that I'm in is a book publishing business. And although this is my 10th year, I've had lots of other years prior to that in, in, <laughs> in another uh, business sector.
1: Well, that's great. So that means you really have been in, in, in the business, and you pretty much are a pro at it, at this now, right?
3: Well, I don't know. Uh, ten years, uh, I still, to this day, tell folks, you know, my learning curve, you've heard about learning curves, my learning curve is a vertical line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Now, that is a good one right there. Now, that, sh- that should have been a joke of the day right there. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Frank, although this is... Our first time meeting, I feel like we've all, I already know you. Will you please tell the eco fans how we came up to meet each other? <laughs>
3: well, I think I think the biggest uh, aspect of it was that uh, a gentleman you had on your show, uh, Anthony Sinelli, uh, had <laughs> recommended to me that uh, to you that we get together, and uh, Anthony is uh, aware of what we do. Uh, in our publishing business and how it's connected to nature and the the conservation of nature and of course that's what you are all about and he saw it as a natural
1: well thank you well he really is a great guy isn't he (laughs) yeah he is he's cool cool. i know
3: his dad uh, and uh, uh, his dad in fact is a good friend of mine and i got to meet him through the right whale project that i'm involved with here locally
1: Oh wow. So that's so we're all kind of connected together, which is great. Um now you are a traditional publisher of non books about nature, marine life, and the environment and conservation. Now, how did you get into publishing?
3: Well, since this is a kid show, I'll give you the uh, the straight version. I like the kid adults <laughs> with a funnier version, but the straight version is is really simple. I have all my life been in or around the ocean, Uh, lived in um, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, lived in Newport, Rhode Island, and I've lived in Florida for the last uh, 45 years. And I can tell you that the ocean is an incredibly important part of our world. For without it, and without the creatures in it, uh, our way of life, our life as we know it on Earth, would not exist. It would it would fail to continue to exist. So I got involved in a research project that involves North Atlantic right whales, and as a part of that, as a volunteer, I became so active in it that in a short time I became the trainer and supervisor of all other volunteers. Uh, some 220. And in in this pro- program, I saw that there were so many fine people that were volunteering their time to do the research around this very endangered species. I wanted to tell their story and I wanted to tell the story of this most endangered large mammal in the ocean. So I figured the best way to do that was to write about it. Well, I wasn't going to go out and find a publisher. I decided I wanted to be the publisher. Right. So the very first book that Ocean Publishing published was my book called Frank's Whales. And it's the story that I just described. So that's how I got started. Um, and it's I've never regretted it.
1: Now that's interesting because, um, since being a green guy, our green guru, as our eco fans say, um, I never really thought about going into the ocean. You know, I, I, I'm probably a, uh, number one rookie on ocean life or marine life I probably um pretty more in tune with the earth now because that's interesting because I just I just never thought about the earth or probably I, I have thought about the earth but just haven't did so much research as as much as just the world and just all together are just the earth so we're, so we're kind of like a yin and yang so because I mean you're kind of like the ocean guy and I'm the earth guy so we can kind of you know say the world together which is awesome and well you know, you know Mario, that'
3: that's I think that's the ultimate reason why we're together today. I really do. I think that's the connection, that you are the Earth guy, and I'm the ocean guy, if you will. But keep in mind that both the Earth... The land part of the earth and the ocean part of the earth are connected by one major force, and that is water. It's all from water. Without water, there isn't any land that you could be protecting <laughs> because everything is dependent on water. And as a result, the the importance of that has to be appreciated by people. And if we're protecting land, we have to protect the water that feeds that land that maintains it, that that uh, provides its, uh, its, its water base. And a lot of that water comes actually from the ocean. It may <laughs> come through rain, but uh, largely the rain is being formed because of the high water content on Earth. That is, 70% of the Earth's surface is ocean.
1: Wow, and that's very true. And you're listening to Voice Market Kids. I'm Mario Jr., and our topic today is Ocean Publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling. All right. Now, what is your mission and vision?
3: Well, my personal mission, and, I, and I'll, I'll state my business mission too, but my personal mission is to lead a life that is exemplary and that motivates others to do the best they can with their lives. Now, that just didn't evolve overnight. Um, I've been around for a long time, and in my earlier days, I was too busy to have a <laughs> mission like that. My mission back then was providing for my family and providing uh, the income and the security and stability that was necessary for them. But my mission in the business is really pretty simple. I, I keep it with me, and if I may, I just read it. It's to produce the highest quality books about marine life, nature, environment, and conservation, which educate and inspire readers to make a difference in their own worlds and then the vision goes right along with that it's to incentivize my readers to actually take part in the protection of our nature
1: wow that is amazing and I like how uh, so similar that my vision and mission is so similar to yours because I I love to help people and I want to help them succeed and succeed and also excel in what they're trying to do or with anything they're trying to do so I, I like how so similar our mission and vision is together and who are your target readers for your books? Well,
3: in the past in, in uh, 10 years I have had a variety of different reader targets if, as you call them the the reading market um, it has included young children ages 4 to 8 it has included middle school and uh, and higher grade levels. In the last 4 years though when I switched from doing a variety of genres from children's books to poetry to fiction and to focus solely on nonfiction in the nature environment marine life and conservation i've targeted my books for what's called the adult reader level what that means in the publishing world today in the united states is essentially that's eighth grade the eighth grade reading level is targeted as the adult level um, uh, a reading accomplishment so anyone who's in uh, the upper middle school level uh, is certainly uh, very capable of reading our books. We take science subjects such as climate change, for example, uh, turtles, whales, different marine species, and readily understandable. And it may be a little bit difficult. You may need to go to the dictionary uh, for certain words. But at the same time,
1: which is good. Which is good. You, yeah. Which is good. <laughs> yeah. And so
3: that's that's our target.
1: Well, that's amazing. All right. Well, that is awesome. And if you would like to have a guest spot on this show, email me by clicking the contact host button on com. Also, keep up with what's happening in Eco Junior's world. Log on to iRadioBlog.com or to Facebook, My Richley Jr. or to me at Eco Junior 98 guys. We will be right back.
0: keep thinking green you're tuned in to alive and green with mario jr on voice america kids saving the planet one hour a week at a time now back to
1: the show welcome back to the program on voice America kids i'm mario jr and you are listening to the mario jr alive and green show and our topic today is ocean publishing with frank gromley Uh, before we jump back into the show guys let me just give you the riddle to the joke of the day and you know i'll give you the answer at the end of the show All right, here it is. The joke of the day is, what's full of holes but still holds water? Hmm. It still holds water. Hmm. Now, that's... You know, you're you know you're kind of thinking of something. Yeah, because we're. Talking I remember when about I was you know ocean. getting this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, um, that that's a pretty good one actually. You know, you might not. Uh, um, you might you might've got the joke already. Oh, now you did not look at my papers, did you? No. Okay. No, all right. No. Well. <laughs> okay all right well, i'm engineer only <laughs> okay well as long as we got that cleared up okay all right well, we're gonna get right back into the green the green ball of things as you were saying earlier um with mr frank Gromley. now with the what you were talking about earlier with your book and i wanted to ask you like when uh there's a lot of books out now that you know kids read for a academic uh learning tool that teachers give to people. Our, our kids now, like, you know, the giver or things that they have to read for that semester, would you ever think about doing that for, for your book, uh, you know, as well, for different kids that, that people have to read for a learning class?
3: Well, I haven't done that because that is a type of publishing, uh, a, a specific, specific type of publishing that uh, I haven't focused on. I focused on rather what are called trade paperbacks, meaning that they're soft cover books. And additionally, they are designed for the general audience. I do have books that are used in classes as supportive reading, but they aren't required reading. And that's fine with me. There are many publishers, some of whom are friends of mine, who actually publish for the schools, the school systems. I have a friend who has a company called Patria Press, and all of her books are designed for middle school and higher um, reading. And they are used. Used in classroom settings as uh, required reading, actually. I haven't done that primarily because I wanted to reach, and don't misunderstand this, I wanted to reach a broader adult market so that I could get that information out to an ex- a very important existing um, uh, readership that has the money to back up what they are interested in so that if they wanted to know more about the National Marine Sanctuaries or turtles or whales or climate change, they could, yeah, sure, buy my books. That's an incentive I have to be looking at. But additionally, I want them to be able to be in a place where they can actually go out and do something such as participating in a volunteer program in any of those subjects and teach their kids... And their grandkids. I'm better at writing and publishing, and I've only written two books for publication, but myself, but I've published twenty three other books. And those, all of those books are written and published for uh, a, a, a use that's outside the classroom, but can be used as additional reading in the classroom. And this is a case in point. It's called Climate of Uncertainty. And it's a balanced look at climate change. It's not pro-climate change it's not anti-climate change and it's very very readable and that is being used in a classroom setting
1: wow and i, I do like the cover of the book it's very uh, you know eye-catchy and uh, vibrant I, I, you know with the clouds and i, I like that it, you yeah, know thanks. it's uh
3: yeah <laughs> I, I've, I've had interesting i've had i've had other comments that boy that's boring <laughs> but, but then you compare it with something like this one which is a lot more jump off the shelf type of book (laughs) this is about the national marine sanctuaries with Jean-Michel Cousteau so uh, that's by design that book and that series in which it exists uh, is very dynamic in its in its look so there's all kinds (laughs) of covers
1: well that's awesome okay well um, with with that what are the major themes of your work
3: it's all based on my belief that we have a a limited resource that called nature that is in a serious threat by man. And that means that by man by meaning humanity. We have overfished various fish stocks in the oceans. We have killed off various whale species completely making certain species extinct we have made other species um, highly endangered we have right now i was just reading a report uh, this week where the underwater reefs the coral reef systems such as we have a beautiful system in florida uh, in the florida keys that the reef systems are dying off at an incredibly fast rate. And this week alone, the Great Barrier Reef you're familiar with in Australia, that it has been reported that 50% of the Great Barrier Reef has been destroyed. Wow. And, And the destruction is happening through climatic changes, through ocean temperature changes, through uh, the uh, the certain microorganisms that are actually advancing because of some of these climatological changes, as, as well as some other things. So those aren't necessarily man-made, but they can be uh, uh, the result of man's influence on the ocean.
1: Wow, that is... That's tragic, wow. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr., and our topic today is Ocean Publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling. Now, let me ask you, with the overfished fish and uh, different uh, whales that have been extinct, Do you know the names of those?
3: Of the fish? Yes. Oh, sure. There's a a large variety of them. Probably the the poster fish, if you will, of of overfishing is the codfish. And if you think of uh, fish and chips, fish and chips essentially was a cod uh, species uh, in New England primarily. And then, of course, uh, all of that came from the British Isles originally. But that fish in the New England states had been severely and grossly overfished to a point where it was almost extinct. The government of the United States, as well as certain state governments, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, and the Canadian government, all got together and actually created a stoppage of fishing for that fish. They limited um, the fishing and the take, what they call the take of uh, the codfish. And they pr- made certain marine protected areas, underwater areas where there were certain restrictions on what could be done in them. And as a result, today I can report that the codfish has returned. And that industry is returning. So that's one in particular. Another is tuna. the Bluefin tuna in particular. And that's because many people like sushi. And the The bluefin tuna has been severely overfished worldwide. And I could add one more just because it's a dramatic example, and that is sharks. that The the alpha predator in the ocean, the shark, of which there are many species, is repeatedly being fished and being killed at over 100 million sharks a year. Wow. Some 70 million of which, reportedly, are being taken for the sole purpose of their fins, which are used in an Asian specialty, food specialty, called shark fin soup. Well, take away the alpha predator in any ecology, in any ecosystem, and everything below it is changing Will change and is changing as a result, so that's a serious thing it's just not one uh, food fish like cod or tuna, but it is sharks which actually control the balance of nature in the ocean that's wow. a problem
1: that's definitely a problem um, and that needs to be fixed uh, you know right now and are there do you know any of the ex- extinct
3: um, Species? Well, one of the things, a whale species, for example, a marine mammal, and uh, there were, and up until the, uh, about the end of the 20th century, uh, or about the middle of the 20th century, I should say, there was a species called the Atlantic gray whale. Well, there still is a Pacific gray whale, and it has some pretty good numbers to it. It has recovered. But the Atlantic gray whale is extinct. It was hunted to extinction in the Atlantic Ocean. And that almost happened with the North Atlantic right whale, right, like right-handed. And the reason it was called the right whale is the whalers called it the right whale to kill. Wow. Because it was slow-moving and stayed at the ocean when dead. It floated. Um, it gave a lot of um, uh, oil, which was used back before oil was found to come out of the ground, and uh, was used for um, lubrication and, and heating and illumination. And um, there was a right whale to kill. There, by 1935, a species that at one time had over 10,000 animals in its population had only 100 in 1935. Wow! It's recovered. It's recovering. But at this point, some 65, 70 years later or more, we're <laughs> we're at about 470. So there's been an increase. There's been a recovery. But there's a species that almost died away. And we're talking 50-ton, 50 50-foot 50 animals. We're not talking about little fish. We're wow. big mammals.
1: We're going to have to stop you right there. But that is very, you know, heart-setting and... Uh tragic you know that's all the word i can say with that well please help keep our kids safe i have teamed up with missing and exploits children's network please log on to www.ourfuturesmissing.com and help us find our future let's take a break i'm mario jr keep it right here you're listening to the voice of america kids
0: And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. keep thinking green you're tuned in to alive and green with mario jr on voice america kids saving the planet one hour a week at a time now back
1: to the show uh, welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive in Green Show. And our topic today is Ocean Publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling. But well, before we jump right back into the green, let me give you the riddle to the joke of the day. And you know I'll give you the answer at the end of the show. All right. So here's the joke of the day. What's full of holes
2: but still holds water? <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking. I'm, let's see, Mr. Frank. Are you you thinking of a? Oh. <laughs> Oh oh, oh oh, okay.
1: I think he has a good one. I think he has a good one. But um okay, we'll get right back into the green um with that interesting uh segment that we had in the first uh beginning or <laughs> we had we were talking about ex- um almost going extinct fish and extinct uh whales that's going on. So tell me a, a little bit more about that, Mr. Frank.
3: Sure. Uh, Mario the the realities are that All around the world, there are um, species uh, that are in decline. And the species are in decline largely because of uh, man's interaction with those species, man wanting and needing the species. And and keep in mind, I understand that there are societies around the world that need the marine life for their sustenance. They need to eat the fish. They need to eat the the crustaceans and the things that are in it. But what is happening in, let's call them more industrialized nations, the United States, for example, is that there has been an overfishing because the fishing industries have taken too much of a certain stock of fish. Codfish, we talked about before. Tuna, blue tuna, bluefin tuna. Yellowfin happens to regenerate um, uh, better than bluefin, and so the yellowfin's not so much at risk, but the bluefin tuna definitely is, because people like sushi, and uh, and bluefin tuna is used for that because it's the finest of the tuna species. At any rate, one of the things that that I've been involved with over the years, and more recently, uh, especially with a book series I have with someone whom you have heard of, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jean Michel Cousteau. His father was Jacques Cousteau, the famous ocean educator and ocean protector, who really brought the ocean to the American population, to the world's population. Uh, back uh, back in the 1960s, for example, when he when he in various PBS uh, programs, Public Broadcasting Service programs, um, brought the ocean, the depths of the ocean, right up into our into our living rooms. Well, Jean-Michel is Jacques Cousteau's uh, surviving son. He had two sons. Philippe died in a plane crash. And uh, Jean-Michel is an ocean educator and protector and a wonderful uh, ambassador for all things ocean. Well, I've had the blessings of being able to meet him, work with him, and we have a four-book series that is called Explore the National Marine Sanctuaries with Jean-Michel Cousteau. The four books deal with four different regions in which these sanctuaries are located around the United States. Well, in the National Marine Sanctuaries, which are managed by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, which we often hear about, on news uh, programs and in the newspapers, Um, in these sanctuaries, there are federal and state laws regarding what actions can take place there, and specifically what fish may be caught, which ones may not be, which ones you can catch, and how much you can catch. And while some people might say, well, gee, you know, that's a problem. You're regulating an industry. But what's happened now is that through these regulations, even the fish. Fishing industry personnel, the fishing boat captains and crews, have recognized that the fish stocks that were once on serious decline are now returning to successful levels. Which means that that species won't go away and that the industry won't go away because now it has a fishable stock. Right. And that's a win-win. And so it took a while, but this is a perfect example, and a, and not always does it work, where Government and industry and conservationists have come together and produced a positive result. So in those sanctuaries, which are wonderful places to study, and I encourage all of your listeners to become more familiar with the national marine sanctuaries, um, in those places there is a really positive recovery story happening.
1: And with that, that is amazing, and that's a great story. And, you know, in my research, I usually happen to see people like win-wins, that um, <laughs> people do like win-wins, so that's really great to, to hear. And with that, among other quality you know, titles, you have a four-book series with Ocean Protector uh, Jean-Michael um, Cousteau, son of Jacques Cousteau, about the National Marine Sanctuaries. Please tell me how, um, how it worked out with uh, Mr. Jean-Michael Cousteau.
3: Well, that's really interesting how this came about. I did not know uh, Mr. Cousteau, or Monsieur Cousteau, as your sister would say. <laughs> <laughs> I understand she's a French linguist. Um, so I uh, did not know him personally. Of course, I knew his father, uh, not personally, but from television and, and uh, film. But I was a presenter of book awards at a national book award ceremony in Los Angeles wow, okay. about four <laughs> years ago. It was, a, it was a, quite an honor. And I saw an award being given to Mr. Cousteau's organization, Ocean Futures Society, for a book that they did that was a coffee table book, a fundraising book. And it was a special limited edition only a 1,000 copies. And the idea was that people would pay um, a large amount of money for each book, and it, that would help fund his his nonprofit so he could continue doing the research that he does. I loved the book. It was gorgeous. It was about the sanctuaries. <laughs> but I realized that a 1,000 books about the sanctuaries weren't going to help spread the word. Right. <laughs> I wrote to Mr. Cousteau and proposed that I... And he do a book series about the sanctuaries wow. that was accessible, it was readable, it was affordable. These books are $20, they're 19 And he wrote back and said, you know, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> so I flew out to California, met with him, came back with uh, some more things to work out, flew back out, negotiated with him, spent two days, came back with a contract to do the series. And now two of the four books are out on the Southeast Sanctuaries and the West Coast Sanctuaries. and the other two will be out in the next six months
1: perfect that is perfect that was just you know that was meant to be right there that was that was a meant to be moment you
3: No, know, well you know there's a word called serendipity you know we just good things come together all at one time for good for good purpose and i believe in that and i have always looked for let's put it this way i've always accepted when a serendipitous <laughs> situation has occurred
1: well mr frank uh, there are extreme problems in our united states oceans like plastic pollution oil oil and trash, can there be easy solution to this big problem? But before you answer that, you're listening to Voice America Kids, um, Mario Jr., and our topic today is Ocean's Publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling.
3: Okay, (laughs) the question given uh, to me is... is, what do we do or what can be done and you use the word easy, I don't know that there is anything that's easy anymore but what can be done about the plastic pollution in particular and the things that are happening in the oceans today um, to make it a a difficult place let me just tell you Mario that that my research um, has focused on uh, plastic pollution in two major areas one is the Pacific Ocean, Northern Pacific and the other is the North Atlantic and in both of those two areas of the world, on each side of the United States, there is what is called the Pacific Garbage Gyre, G-Y-R-E, and the Atlantic Garbage Gyre. A gyre is basically a confluence of currents that exist in the ocean, and they form a circular pattern, usually clockwise in travel. In the Pacific Ocean, there is a garbage patch, people like to call it. I would call it a garbage dump (laughs) that is twice the size of the state of Texas. Wow. If you can imagine that. And in the Atlantic Ocean, the patch or garbage dump that exists extends from Cuba north along the east coast of the U.S. all the way up to about Washington, D.C. and as far to the east as the Azores Islands in the middle of the Atlantic. In those places... The amount of plastic pollution is over 200,000 pieces of plastic per square mile. And the size of the plastic can range as small as a pencil eraser all the way up to tables or buckets or big, bigger things than that floating in this mess. Governments nationally and internationally have said those garbage dumps are too big to fix and we can come back to that if you want and and follow up on that if you'd like to because i can i can (laughs) give you some more info about that the size of that problem
1: well, thank you. Well, right after these messages, we'll get right back to Mr. Frank Romley. Are you 10 to 17 and want to be on the radio? Well, let me show you how easy it is. Log on to www.iradioblog.com. You can do it, too. And sit back and enjoy my fun behind-the-scenes video. Then leave uh, me, Mario Jr., a Facebook post, because Voice market America Kids auditions are being accepted now. What are you waiting for? If I did it, you can definitely do it, too. Let's take a break. I'm Mario Jr. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. This show will reach out and touch your
3: life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast.
4: What is Take 2? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. No uh try again chris take two we'll take you back to the favorite tv shows of our generation past and present and apply them to what's going on in our own lives trust us it'll be a blast tune in to take two every monday at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel there's so much going on in the tech field the tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5pm Pacific, 8pm Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids.
0: Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a
1: time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr., and you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show. And our topic today is Ocean Publishing with, uh, with Mr. Frank Gromling. And who is ready for that joke of the day and that great green tip? I am. <laughs> Okay, well, I promise in this segment you will get them. Here's your riddle to the joke for my listeners who may have missed it. All right. So the joke of the day is what's full of holes but still holds water. (laughs) Okay. Now, I think Mr. Frank has... The answer, but we're gonna have to hold on to that until the end. All right. So at that time, we'll give you the great green tip. I hope you like it. But let's uh, have a a great new idea with Mr. Frank, and we can talk about some fun stuff. All right. Well, I understand that you use uh, art and film to promote your books. Now, why do you do that?
3: Well, it's it's really interesting, Mario. Now, I happen to love books. I think you love books, but you know, (laughs) there are people who really just aren't that interested in books Uh, not because they have reading challenges or anything i have a son who has a reading challenge and it took him a long time to get over how to deal with that and um, and now he's successful but at the same time there are people who don't care so much about books and i wanted people to know that what i believe in in terms of the necessity to protect nature and if they're not going to get it from my books Well, maybe I can use art to get them interested in the subject. So I, two years ago, brought in a commissioned artist that began doing marine life art. And then we began having art shows in our office space. And I converted offices into galleries. And (laughs) we had these fantastic art shows. We had 150, 200 people come to the art shows in an evening. Wow. Um, And these people started to see, wow, this is cool. This is really neat art about nature. And maybe that was an incentive for them to start looking at at nature more closely. And additionally, films. just so many good films. Jean-Michel Cousteau, whom I mentioned, has produced over 80 films about the oceans and about the importance of protecting. And not just Jean-Michel, but other people. Tremendous National Geographic, of course, everybody knows about. There's even a Nat Geo for kids. So it's really important, in my mind, to use whatever tools are available Available to get people involved and excited about protecting nature. And so I use art. I use film, and very soon I'll be using music. And I just want to add wow. that just in the last two weeks, I've been to two, dish- two different ocean film festivals, one in Savannah and one in Monterey, California, where I was a speaker of both of them. And it was so cool to see talented people active and interested in ocean protection.
1: And that is, you know, that's a main key in, you know, using new and innovative ideas to have fun with different people people who want who you want to teach them about what you love to do yeah. and you know that is a main key for what you have to do to get your point across to people you know is it if they if they see you having fun with what you're doing they're going to have fun and they're going to be like well i'm going to have fun so let me do what he's doing you Absolutely. know so that's just you know in, a new and innovat- an innovative and innovative way to do something now with that how can kids help to per- to protect nature
3: Oh, well, I'll tell you, kids. Kids are important. Kids are the next people who are going to be responsible for nature. All right, their their parents have a role today. Kids are going to have a role for the next. 40 50 60 years. Think of it. And as a result, kids today can become involved in so many ways. They can be invo- be involved in different organizations at school. Uh, find out if, uh, if your school do you have programs that are nature-based, conservation programs, recycling programs, uh, tree planting programs, any and all of those things that I know you've talked about on your show in the past. And um, so that's certainly a way. Also through religious organizations that the that the kids happen to participate in. Um, uh, find out if, if there's things there that they could do. Uh, community projects. Uh, Ocean Publishing, my publishing house, uh, uh, does a litter cleanup on two miles of, of our state road along the coast here every three months. <laughs> um, get involved. And do, kids can do that as long as there's a parental unit. You know, I used the term parental unit uh, <laughs> from a movie years ago. At any rate, uh, as long as there's parents involved, kids of any age can do that type of thing get involved in the local community in the schools and the religious organizations and you know what i think one of the best things kids can do is get their families involved in something that the kids are interested in and right. if if it's nature-based and they're concerned about the protection of whatever it is i don't care but something some aspect of nature that that A kid has a passion for and about, and passion's the key. That's what drives you. That's what drives me. (laughs) Exactly. We don't do anything unless we can put our passion into it, right? Yes, sir. That's what the kids need to look at, how to put passion into protecting nature and getting parents involved. And parents will follow the children's lead, believe me.
1: Wow. Well, that is Awesome. And you know what? I think it's almost time to go, but you are listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr., and our topic today is ocean publishing with Mr. Frank Gromling. Now, I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Frank, you, you have a monthly newsletter that I am. Sure, that eco fans would enjoy if they want to receive it or wanted to speak at their conferences, how would they contact
3: you? Well, the best way is email. I mean, I think we're all using email, and that would be publisher, the whole word publisher, at Ocean publishing.org So that's publisher at org.
1: Wow. Alright, well, Ego fans, listen up. I hope you listen up. Well, you can always listen up. You can, you can go to the archives and listen to it again if you didn't get that just quite, but I'm pretty sure you did because my Ego fans have some pretty big ears, so... Yeah, they're smart. <laughs> they're really cool. Alright, well, who is ready for that joke of the day and that great green tip? Me, I am. I am. Alright. I know everybody is. Oh, everybody yeah. is. I know... I am. Okay. <laughs> the joke of the day is what's full of holes but still holds water? All right. Now, I'm going I'm to give
2: it to you. What do you think the answer is? Okay. I'm thinking oceans here. We're talking oceans with Mr. Frank. Mario Jr. is talking green. <laughs> I'm thinking your lawn. It has grass. It has the holes and the roots, and it holds water for the grass to grow. See, what the thing is you always overshoot the joke. Oh oh that's <laughs> right. that that
1: wouldn't even be funny. That would be like more like a learning session, you know. <laughs> you
2: know. That, that's not funny. Uh, that's not funny. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's true. You I mean, know, I'm, I'm thinking science more than fun. Right, right. Science is fun. I gotta okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try again next next week. Yep, that's <laughs> true. All right, okay. Well, Mr. Frank, what do you think the answer to the joke of the day is?
3: Well, you know, I just I was writing a column about jellyfish, and I'm thinking they're 95% water, but they don't have holes in them, per se. They do have one hole, which is a mouth, and also it's how they excrete things. But okay. no, I, no, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with sponge.
1: A sponge. Now, I think he has the answer to that's the joke the of the answer? day. Yep, that's the answer? It's a oh sponge? Oh, my a sponge.
2: goodness.
3: Yay. Yes. Hey. Hey. you got
2: Congratulations. it.
3: Congratulations. <laughs> all right. Well, of course, he that's has, an ocean sponge. Yep, that's <laughs> true. That's
2: true.
1: <laughs> he has had the joke of the day. I love Congratulations. that.
2: Congratulations. We're
1: going to have to get that wall up. You know? Okay. We're going to have to get that joke of the day wall up. Right, You know, right. put them all around the... Studio, okay. you know, put the pictures of who won the joke of the
2: day, right? Because you had a, a couple of guests to get those jokes, and right. uh, we want to definitely put them on the spotlight wall, right? You okay. know, so when I'm, you know, when I'm forty years old, I can be like, you know what? Yeah, that guy was the first guy that got my joke
1: of the day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and,
2: and Mr. Frank did sponge <laughs> with the ocean sponge. Yeah, I like you, know, that. you know,
1: it'll all come back together like and that.
2: have a big laugh.
1: But for that. That is your joke of the day, guys. Eagle fans, I hope you liked it. And for your great green tip, here it is. Natural disasters such as hurricanes and floods can disrupt your drinking water and supply of your wastewater disposal systems. Try to identify issues you may face and prepare for them, and remember to use only water that has been properly disinfected for drinking, cooking, making any prepared drink, or for brushing your teeth because you want those pearly whites. All right, so that was your show. I hope you liked it, which I know you did because, I mean, it's the it's the Mario Jr. Live and Green show, so he doesn't like this show. All <laughs> right, well, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to the Mario Jr. Live and Green show. I am Mario Jr. asking, what are you doing to go green on com? If you have sneaked during this video, bless your face. All had right. <laughs>
2: <Achoo. laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to the show. Mario Jr. will be here again next week with another edition of Alive and Green. We hope you'll join us again, too, right here on the Voice America Kids channel.
4: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.